welcome to, to Bringing Intimacy Back. I'm the host, Dr. April Brown, and today we are talking about increasing bedroom intimacy. And our guest today is Dr. Maggie Bonet, and she is a clinical sexologist, and she's here today to help us learn more about how to increase bedroom intimacy. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. Can you, um, as I was talking to them and telling them about all your background, can you explain your journey and how you got here? Well, I can give you both the intellectual and the personal journey. I will start with the personal journey. Yes, um, basically, I grew up in a very sheltered home, per okay. se, where we didn't talk about sex. Mm. So my sexual discovery was totally on my own. Okay. Whatever I learned was by watching others, stumbling onto things I shouldn't, <laughs> um, yes. and just developing my own curiosity. I've always been curious about sex, and I have absolutely no real idea why. Okay. Probably because I was sheltered. Um, so I started watching Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Yes. Fell in love with her. Right, definitely. Wanted to be so much like her. And I always thought maybe one day I'll be her. But I'll tell you, my real journey started when my third grader at the time, one of my daughters was in the third grade. And I don't know where she got the information, but she came home one evening and she said, Mommy, is it true that a man's penis can be 12 inches long when erected? In third grade. Wow. In the third grade. Yes. So they talk about these things on of the course. bus, and it probably was somewhere in a course somewhere. I'm not quite sure. I didn't ask. Okay. All I remember is that my back went to the wall, and I was stunned. I had no answer for her, because mm. I never talked about sex. Right. And, then you, and so for never a child to, you. to come yes. and ask me, that really shocked me. But so what it did you really, do? I left the house. <laughs> okay. I actually was with my sister-in-law, and I said, um... I'll be back. I'm going right. to the corner store. And I did. I spoke to my sister-in-law. Thereafter, I purchased the book. I educated myself on how to talk to children about sex, age-appropriate talk right. about sex and sexuality. And that was the beginning of my journey. So I educated myself and I made a decision that I was going to make sure that my children could come to me okay. and they can feel open about talking about sex and not get their information in the streets. Because mm -hmm. that's something we don't want. Because right. they're going to be misinformed. And I also wanted to make sure I was providing a forum where people can feel comfortable and free to talk about sex openly mm -hmm. and not feel shamed. Right. So that's really one of my goals in terms of going into sexuality and um, sexual health. I became a nurse first, okay. which was necessary for me at the time because that was going to put food on my table. Totally love nursing. Um, beyond that, I felt like I wanted to know more. I want to know what makes people function, not just physiologically, but what in the makes people, aspect. yeah, yes. in the mental aspect. So I went back to school and got a master's in counseling okay. from Argosy. And soon after graduation, I was itching for more. I knew I wanted to become a sexologist. I couldn't figure out where to go. I didn't want to become a sex therapist. I didn't right. want to certificate I looked at various programs. Most of the programs that were available were in Florida, I mean, mm -hmm. California, and they were giving you an advanced degree or a doctorate in human sexuality. Okay. I didn't want that. And I'll tell you, I have no idea how this happened, but I stumbled upon the American Academy of Clinical Sexology in Orlando, Florida. Yes. And I was like, this is totally my calling because <laughs> this just came out of the blues. Good. And I called, I spoke to the founder, Dr. Granzig, 
And I put in my application, and the following year, I started my um, doctorate program there. That was a journey. It took quite some time because during the dissertation, it was rather challenging, but yeah. So I attended um, the American Academy of Sexology and graduated in 2015. Oh, awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And it's really good that you have that background of counseling. Yes. Nursing. Yes. Yes. And also now the psychology of the sex and understanding that. So that's really great. We're going to take a small break right now. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about intimacy and increasing bedroom intimacy. Excellent. disconnected or alone? Trouble communicating or feeling understood? And do you want meaningful and purposeful relationships? And the desire to strengthen the bond in your relationships? Yes, then we have to intimately connect. The Bringing Intimacy Back show is a show dedicated to inspire, enlighten, and encourage intimate connections. The show provides an engaging atmosphere to discuss and demonstrate ways to enhance intimacy in one's personal relationships with significant others, families, friends, higher power, and oneself. The show will discuss intimate connections in many different forms, such as sex, communication, emotional, physical, health, and spiritual. Thus, if you want to discover ways to increase the intimacy in your relationship, check out the Bringing Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real. For more information about the Bringing Intimacy Back show, Go to www.bringingintimacyback.com. Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Back show, where intimacy is real. And today, our topic is about increasing bedroom intimacy. And we are so blessed to have Dr. Maggie Bonnet right here from Atlanta here coming today to talk about it. So, Dr. Bonnet, what is your definition of intimacy? To me, now, of course, we know the dictionary um, definition of intimacy, being a close friendship, closeness, and things like that, which is still part of my definition. But I would like to take it a step further because to me, intimacy means having a safe, loving closeness with someone. And I definitely wanted to put the fact that it needs to, to me, it has to be safe because you can sometimes feel like you're close to somebody, but But there's a lack of sense of safety. Safety. So All of those components to me are quite important. It's not just being close, but it's also feeling that you're loved and feeling that you're safe in a relationship. Okay, yeah, definitely. Because I think with the safetyness and the closeness, that increases trust. Absolutely. And without trust. You really don't have a stable relationship, in my opinion. (laughs) In my opinion. And I dare say many would agree. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So um, I know you've probably dealt with individuals and couples who are wanting to increase their intimacy. Yes, definitely. What advice can you give them on that? Well, um, before you can, you think about increasing intimacy in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. you want to start thinking about increasing intimacy outside of the bedroom. Of course. And with all of that, communication is the key for me. Communication is the key within the bedroom setting where there may be a potential sexual component Mm -hmm. to intimacy or outside of the bedroom where we're looking at emotional 
intellectual or psychological intimacy. You need to have effective communication. So that is where I believe a couple should start. And when I talk about starting outside of the bedroom, you don't just go in and feel like, oh, honey, we got to be able to get intimate. And what exactly is intimacy? Because it's not always sexual. Right. So before you can even go there, you want to be able to have already had a day where you are connecting. Mm -hmm. You're connecting with one another at various levels. Um, For example, you come home and someone said, honey, how was your day? How are you doing? Make you feel like you were missed. Make you feel like you're valued. Make you feel relevant. Another thing is being present with one another throughout the day. Present in the moment for sure, but present throughout the day. You're not just going to not communicate throughout the day. You're like two ships passing each other by throughout the day. And then you get into the bedroom and expect to be intimate, whether it be sexually active with one another or just connecting with one another. And for some couples, that's so hard to do because they have the kids and the work. And So what do you suggest when... You know, having that connection throughout the day. Very good question. We now, with technology, have various ways that we can connect. (laughs) It's true. And it is so true because in actuality, I have a couple that just came, you know, this situation just came up. What do we do? We have all the children there. Right. Our hours are so different because they have young ones. We don't see each other much during the day. Mm -hmm. They do make sure, one of the things I know that they make sure of is that they have date nights. Okay. They schedule, they purposely schedule time to be with one another. And when they are, yeah, can you they say that are again? present can you with that one again? another. They schedule time. They schedule some time like, to oh my be gosh, with one another. Scheduling time, that's like not, you know, it's supposed no. to be. We all know with this couple, <laughs> Thursdays and Wednesday right. nights are their nights. Right. You don't enter, particularly Thursday nights. Because right. we schedule their everything night. else. So schedule we need to schedule everything daytime. else. Throughout the day, frequent calls, texting. Again, just as long as you stay connected with one another, Mm -hmm. you can acknowledge each other. You're praising each other. It doesn't even have to be a physical presence. Um, In your way in and out of when you see one another, her nails were done. Oh, honey, I like the colors that you put on your nails. Oh, I like the way you cut your hair or the way that you're so well groomed today. Even if you didn't have a chance to say it personally, Make a phone call, send a text, send a smiley face, do something to say I'm thinking about you, I'm staying connected with you, and that you're still relevant to me. Okay. Does that answer it? That answers the question. So, I mean, yes, you are absolutely right. With today's day and age and our busy schedules, it's really hard sometimes to stay connected and being present. But you can still manage to do that. You can't allow the time um, difference and the children to get in the way of that. Right. And in the sense of communicating, um, would you encourage couples to talk about their different likes, dislikes, fantasies? Absolutely. In yes. terms of communicating, your differences are actually an asset. Okay. You want to be able to appreciate each other's differences. Mm-hmm. And that also comes with respecting each other's, differences. each other's differences. Absolutely. You need to respect each other's difference. In a relationship, for the most part, the encouragement is to come into relationship completely whole. Of course. So you are not coming in expecting somebody to make you better. You are already excellent on your own. Mm -hmm. And what you're bringing to the table is enhancing the other person, not completing. You know how they said you complete me? Right. That's not how it really works. Not really. I mean, it's a nice (laughs) statement, but not really. I really feel like you must be complete and whole. Right in order for you to be able to give to someone else Mm -hmm. and enhance their lives and vice versa. 
So you're not coming in to change somebody. You're not coming in. Now you have boundaries and you have things that you may not like. You have core values that may not correlate with the other persons. And you need to talk about that. But once you've been able to determine that you share some similar values and you do have those differences, Mm -hmm. you want to be able to build upon those and you want to be able to respect the differences and still bring the union together and make it work. Right. Definitely. Yeah. 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 What also about um, role playing? Role playing. Yeah. (laughs) I think that is definitely one of the things that would bring intimacy back into the bedroom. Okay. I really believe in role play. Yes. And I think it's really fun. And surprisingly enough, whether it be young people or older people, they don't really think about role playing. And when we talk about role playing, it can be something as simple as a little outfit that you bring into the bedroom, Mm -hmm. a different wig that you wear for the woman for that. And I do tell a lot of my clients, particularly when they first get married, keep a few wigs around. Keep a few little outfits. That's a great idea. You want to have a A different different look. You want to have something different that you bring to the table. (laughs) So today you may be a brunette. Tomorrow you have, you know, blonde hair or whatever. You wear fun little outfits. You can also role play outside of the bedroom. One of the examples that I've given before is that I'm married, or whether it be a partner mm-hmm. or, or husband, um, to spice things up and make things different. Think about meeting somewhere else, away from home, when you have the time, right. even if you have the children, get a babysitter. Go someplace away from home, rent a hotel room, and, and go out in the lobby, Yes, and pretend you don't know one another. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you walk up to him and he picks you up, you know, like use his pickup um, kind of lines yes. and pretend he doesn't know you, surprise the bartender. So because now you're dressed up and you meet this man, supposedly you don't know him and he gives you these pickup lines, he buys you a drink or something yes. and you agree to go back up to his room. Mm, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> but so that scandalous. is your husband. Yes. Yes. But it gives you this sense of a thrill, something right. that may be missing, especially when you've been together for a period of time, mm-hmm. things can get watered down. So as often as you can find something to spice it up, to th- make things a little different would be really ideal. Yeah, definitely. So, Role play to me is really wonderful. There are so many different things you can do to role play. Like I said, it could be outside of the bedroom. It could be in the bedroom. And when the kids are not home, you can do just whatever you want. And figure out just anything that appeals to you and your partner. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for giving us all that information. And yes, we're going to take a short break right now. And we will be right back to talk about more tools on increasing intimacy. Feeling disconnected or alone? Trouble communicating or feeling understood? And do you want meaningful and purposeful relationships? And the desire to strengthen the bond in your relationships? Yes, then we have to intimately connect. The Bringing Intimacy Back show is a show dedicated to inspire, enlighten, and encourage intimate connections. The show provides an engaging atmosphere to discuss and demonstrate ways to enhance intimacy in one's personal relationships with significant others, families, friends, higher power, and oneself. The show will discuss intimate connections in many different forms, such as sex, communication, emotional, physical, health, and spiritual. 
Thus, if you want to discover ways to increase the intimacy in your relationship, check out the Bringing Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real. For more information about the Bringing Intimacy Back show, go to www.bringingintimacyback.com. Welcome back to Bringing Intimacy Back where intimacy is real. We've been speaking with Dr. Bonnet about increasing intimacy, and she's been telling us different ways to spice up intimacy. Um, and we're going to further in that conversation on how to increase intimacy. And as I was thinking, as you were talking last segment about role playing, mm-hmm. even you can do role playing, even in the sense of the communication throughout the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Sending sweet little, yes. uh, sexy little texts. Yes, yes, yes. There's a lot you can do. Um, you can, you're right. You can actually even role play. We have FaceTime. Right. You know, you can do so much with it. But just staying connected, staying connected with one another throughout the day, I cannot emphasize that enough. And as I want to go back, communication is the key. So, for example, if you want to see something happen in your relationship with, um, in a way that you want to increase the intimacy in your relationship. And again, keep in mind, we said it's not just sex. Right. It's all about connection. Right. Okay. So when you, if you want to see something happen, tell your spouse. Don't be afraid to tell your partner what you want to see happen in your relationship. So if it be, whether it be something new you want to try in the bedroom, um, whether it be toys you want to bring into the right. bedroom, whether it be fantasies you want to talk about, keep the channel of communication open, open, totally open. Now, there are certain things that you may want to work on first because if the relationship is not solid, okay, then you may not have that in that, the relationship. That trust yeah. to just be you able to, to express yourself. Exactly, because then you're gonna be not, you don't want to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You may feel a sense of shame. Just what if he thinks I'm a freak? What if she thinks I'm a freak? What if, you know, just right. all the what-ifs. You want to eliminate the what-ifs. So you want to come to the table, and if possible, as early as possible in the relationship, those are some of the things you want to talk about early enough in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Don't wait until things are dwindling off and you're trying to pick up the pieces and that's when you bring it up. I'm not saying you can't, right? but if you have the ability to do it in the forefront, it's even better because it's going to give you that leeway for a really great relationship, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, and what I mean by that, you know, in terms of communicating your desires a lot of people don't take the time to do that. Mm, sometimes they don't even know. I was going to say thank you for yes. that. Absolutely. You need to know yourself. Right. And know who you are. Know what you want out of relationship. Know your core values. Communicate that to your partner. And your partner needs to do the same for you. Know who they are. Come to the table knowing who they are, what they want, what their desires are, and what, they, what their core values are and put them in alignment with yours. And even if they do not align with one another, if you respect each other and you have built that trust and you want to please one another, then you will attempt to do what is necessary to make the other one happy. You may have some boundaries, and Mm -hmm. that's something that needs to be respected, and you talk about it. Um, Those things can change later on. So there are times where a person may introduce a particular idea to someone, and they're like, hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. think so. I don't think it's something I want to do. But later on, they see it, visually see it, um, watch it on TV and said, that doesn't look too bad. (laughs) So the communication may change. So that's why you want to have a different dialogue now. Well, you know, this thing you mentioned, 
I might want to try it. And it also, again, does take a lot of trust because you want to feel safe in whatever you and your partner are exploring. You want to feel it's something that you're safe in. And I don't mean safe in terms of physical safety, but also emotional safety. Because there are things that you may think is perfectly fine, but it's, a, it's someone else, it, they may find it traumatic okay. based on their background. Because people come to the table with a lot, a of, lot baggage, of different stuff, yes. a lot of differences, a lot of baggage. And if you haven't addressed them or you didn't know about them, you may unknowingly trigger something that may, that may be a, a, a tra- um, traumatizing experience to someone. So you definitely have to keep the communication line open. Mm-hmm. But once you have that and you've established that trust... By all means, I would say totally go for it. Express yourself, express your desires, explore each other and each other's desires and learn to, you know, what each other like. Learn one another. Yeah, one of the other things that you mentioned earlier that I want to go back to, um, intimacy is not only just about the sex. Yes. It's about the closeness, the hugging, the touching, the emotional, intellectual intimacy. Yes. Yes. Connecting in a variety of different ways. So I just wanted to... Absolutely, yes. absolutely. And, and even intellectual, watching something like a lot of, a little self-disclosure here, I'm intellectually stimulated. Right. You want to talk to me about science and I'm like so excited. I could sit at the table and talk about a variety of different things, whether it be science or physics or medicine, and I am all in my glory. It may not be what somebody else likes, but for me, that's why I'm like, oh my gosh, like you got my attention. That will make me be present. Similarly, I may have a partner who's into sports, and that is their thing. Yes. And I will be totally present with you. And that way we're connecting because we're giving to each other. We're fueling each other's desires. So it's, again, you know, like I said, emotional, intellectual, psychological, whatever it is that makes you warm up to someone else, then try to connect at that level. Get to know your partner and, get, and then connect at that level. Yeah. Thank Makes you sense. so much, Dr. Bonnet. Yes. And so if our, mis- our listeners are out there listening and they want to connect with you or learn more about all this that we've talked about, what's the best way to connect with you? I can be found on Psychology Today, but most importantly, PetricorCounseling.com. And I can be emailed at Maggie Bonnet, B-O-N-N-E-T. And it's Maggie with an E, a I-E. A lot of people write Maggie with a Y. So it's M-A-G-G-I-E, B-O-N-N-E-T at PetricorCounseling.com. Yes. Thank you yeah. so much. And thank My you. pleasure. Yes. Good. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll, we'll see you later at Bringing Intimacy Back.